0: Part of energy is not texting your team at 10 o'clock at night or 9 o'clock at night and expecting them to respond. They need to spend time with their kids. They need to sleep. They need to be exercising. And so we have to be, just as we need to be cognizant of our energy and our physical and mental health and well-being, we need to recognize that that's important for everybody that we work with. Hi,
1: and welcome to the Arizona Physician Podcast.
0: I'm your host, John McElligot.
1: Today's guest is Dr. David Geyer orthopedic surgeon, sports medicine specialist, and author of That's Gotta Hurt, providing education and commentary on sports and exercise injuries, injury treatments, and prevention for athletes and active people so you can stay healthy and perform your best. Dr. David Guyer wrote in the winter 2020 issue of Arizona Physician Magazine, and he was also a guest speaker at the annual dinner for the Maricopa County Medical Society in October of 2019. Dr. David Guyer, welcome to the Arizona's Physician Podcast.
0: Oh, thanks for having me. I enjoyed that event uh, in the fall, and so I'm thrilled to to be back talking to you.
1: It's great to have you on. And uh, we wanted to talk about that article and talk about your background and how it relates to physicians. So let's start by setting the stage for listeners. Can you share your connection to physician burnout?
0: Sadly, I am acutely aware of it because I went through a period of burnout. I guess it was seven years into my career. I, I started after fellowship, I went straight into a position uh, at the Medical University of South Carolina. I'm in Charleston, South Carolina, and uh, went straight into an academic position where I was, uh, you know, basically creating a sports medicine program. I was the, by default the director of the sports medicine program in orthopedics, and it was great. You get to build a program for yourself, but I was working all the time you know still trying to maintain a family and you know all the things you do outside of just operating in clinics and um department meetings You know, with sports medicine you're covering games and you're you're doing a lot of you know reaching out to teams and you know high schools and pro teams and trying to build your program and I was sort of running myself ragged but you know i love my job i love my or team but as i'm sure many listeners have gone through this in some way, your practice changes. In my case, the hospital leadership changed, which trickled downhill to there was an OR management change. And so then the OR, which is the one thing I loved about my practice, went downhill in a hurry. And so you combine all that I was trying to do, and I was doing some other things that I haven't even mentioned here, but all that I was doing, burning uh, a candle at both ends with a workplace that was just getting less and less friendly, I guess that's probably how I'd put it. I was just miserable. I wasn't sleeping well. I wasn't eating well. I was, you know, not spending time with my kids. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I recognized it later as burnout. And so, I I made some changes in my life and got through it. And honestly, it's saved my career. I'm not sure I'd still be in medicine had I not sort of made those changes. Unfortunately, as well, and I didn't realize it at the time, my dad experienced a an episode of burnout when he was a pediatrician and he uh, not similar in the sense he was just working like a dog all the time, always on call, but he handled it a little differently. And this isn't possible now, but he decided, you know, forget this, I'm going to go back. And he switched careers. He did a second residency in uh, radiology and became a radiologist. Now the government doesn't pay for that. So unless you're going to eat the cost yourself for four or five years, uh, you just can't do it. But he switched careers. But that's not possible for most people. And so uh, you can either make changes like I did, or, you know, if you have the option to get out of medicine and do something else you love, that's But that's not the case for most people. So then you got to kind of look at where you are and make some changes.
1: It's great to hear your story and that you came through it, but you're also sharing with other physicians so that they may learn. And this connects to the article in the Arizona Physician Magazine in which you shared three strategies for defeating burnout in your everyday life. What is the first strategy?
0: Burnout. Largely is is about connection, and one of the big forms of connection is connecting with yourself and taking care of yourself. And we can go into all this about exercise and sleep and some of those individual changes that that I made personally. But one one aspect I I think is so important for physicians is figure out what really drives you. And and I don't necessarily mean in your practice, but outside of your practice, everybody I know, certainly every physician I know, but probably every person in my life I know loves something, whether that's uh, playing a sport, whether that's a hobby like playing or, you know, woodworking, fixing cars, you know, playing a musical instrument. I know people that like to cook. I know people that like photography or painting, find something that you look forward to outside of work not to replace work but to make sure that it one serves as a buffer so that you don't work until 11 at night every night but you can you know something find something you really are interested in and then you enjoy your time off because if you don't enjoy your time away from the office and away from clinic away from the OR you're going to basically Fill that time with more work. And so finding something you really care about, uh, whatever that is, it could be just spending time with your kids. I love to travel with my kids. That's one of my big things. Find, you know, even 20 minutes a week, find a way uh, to make that passion part of your life.
1: That's a good point. Dr. Geyer, what is the second strategy for defeating burnout in your everyday life?
0: Well, similar to what I said about the passion outside of your work, It's important, in my opinion, to to recognize why you do what you do. Now, most of us, to be fair, we went into medicine to help people. I mean, four out of five physicians, patient satisfaction and, and helping that patient overcome whatever illness or injury or obstacle they're facing. That's our greatest source of job satisfaction. But... Yeah, I think we all know this. Medicine is changing. There's much more to it now than just patient care. There's dealing with insurance companies and getting tests approved and electronic medical records and multiple levels of management that you have to go through now outside of just taking care of patients that make the patient care, unfortunately, a lot less enjoyable. So if you can do what you can to focus and refocus on why you do what you do in medicine, that's important. And for a lot of people in medicine, there's other aspects of medicine that they love as well. I don't tell this really outside of the burnout world. In fact, I don't know that my partners here know this, but about a year ago, I was recruited by an orthopedic surgery practice in another state. And what struck me that was really interesting, the head of that orthopedic practice was a hand surgeon. And he loved practice. He loved, uh, you know, managing their hand therapy and recovery from surgery. But what he really loved when you talked to him was the business side of the practice. He loved negotiating with venture capital firms and the insurance companies and the hospitals. He created these dashboards to track performance and productivity and efficiency. He loved that stuff so much, actually, that he cut his practice back a couple half days a week to do more of that. And I think that's really important whether it's the business side of, of medicine or, you know, maybe you like teaching and you can teach residents or teach fellows or even students finding some aspect just outside of the patient care. If there's something you really like finding ways to do more of that can keep you enthusiastic driving to work every day.
1: Good point. And Dr. Geyer, what would you say is the third strategy?
0: This may seem trivial uh, but i would strongly strongly encourage you to to accept it and give it a try and that's to find some way to make gratitude a key part of your life i had heard for years you know gratitude lowers your risk of depression it decreases anxiety it builds resilience just writing a thank you note To somebody you're thankful for, for something trivial. Yes, it makes that person feel good, but it boosts your emotional resilience for a month after you write it. So I had heard all of this kind of stuff. But, you know, and you you, people talk about, you know, ways to add more gratitude to their life, like the thank you notes, but it wasn't working for me. But you know, I, I put some strategies into place, uh, writing three things that I'm grateful for first thing every morning, carrying an object uh, with you. And every time you feel it in your pocket, you make yourself think of something you're grateful for. I know that sounds like, uh, that's nothing. That sounds hokey. That's It works. I promise you that focusing on gratitude, especially when it's going bad, you know, with this COVID-19 everybody's struggling right now, but whether it's COVID-19 or just a bad manager, if you're in a hospital employed group, there's all kinds of things that we're going through having something that you can just very quickly anchor and, you know, think, you know, you're grateful for your kids. You're grateful maybe for your front desk person or medical assistant or PA or just, you know, that you got to help a few patients that day. that little mindset shift, even for a few seconds, if you do it every day or do it several times a day is immensely helpful for your mental health.
1: Dr. Guyer, thank you very much. Folks, you've been listening to an interview on the Arizona Physician Podcast with Dr. David Guyer. When we come back from the break, we'll talk with Dr. Guyer about the second half of his article that was published in the Arizona Physician Magazine, which focused on three steps that leaders can take to help their team members to avoid burnout. We'll be right back. The Arizona Physician Podcast is brought to you by the Maricopa County Medical Society. Welcome back to the Arizona Physician Podcast and our guest today, Dr. David Geyer. Dr. Geyer, the other piece that, uh, the other half of what you had written in the Arizona Physician Magazine, the winter 2020 issue, was focused on three steps that leaders could take to help their team members to avoid burnout. What is the first step and what is an example from professional athletes?
0: When when I say leaders, this can really be this is physicians because we are leaders of teams in our practices. Whether it's the front desk, the medical assistants, you know, scribes. If you have scribes, mid levels, uh, that always applies. And this is true for for physician leaders, the clinic managers, the you know, marketing people, every you know, hospital CEOs. So I'm going to address this to physicians, but this really applies to all of us. And I, I mentioned this a little bit with the passion. This gets back to energy from a physical and mental sense. So I know these are simple, but, you know, things like getting enough sleep every night, which I clearly wasn't doing when I was going through burnout, eating well, giving up the fast foods and the processed foods and trying to eat well, you know, focusing on exercise every day, you know, even just going for a long walk. And and that's important for you, no question, but that's important for your whole team. And where this comes from, both the physician standpoint and hospital management and physician group management is, not expecting them to work around the clock. You know, part of energy is not texting your team at 10 o'clock at night or nine o'clock at night and expecting them to respond. They need to spend time with their kids. They need to sleep. They need to be exercising. And so we have to be, just as we need to be cognizant of our energy and our physical and mental health and well-being. we need to recognize that that's that's important for everybody that we work with.
1: Let me ask you a follow-up question to those late night emails. That happens a lot. (laughs) Um, how do you set the expectation? Did you tell your staff, hey, if I happen to send you a note in the evening or on the weekends, it's just a matter of me thinking about something that's on my mind and I want to get it to you, but I don't expect for you to react until you're back in your normal business
0: hours." There's not an easy way to do it. What I uh, do with my team, this may not work for everybody, but (laughs) <laughs> and you you a lot of physicians don't feel comfortable texting their medical assistants and front desk people or mid levels so this may not work but we will do text, and this is usually during the day, like if I'm in surgery and they're in clinic or I've already gone home. At a certain point, you know, just text for quick, simple things that need to be dealt with right then. I think that's fine, but I agree with you. Very often, I'll think of something that doesn't need to be dealt with until Monday, but I'll forget if I don't uh, say something. So, I'll send an email, but we have sort of an understanding that We're not checking email. Not only am I not checking my work email at night, which takes a lot of discipline on my part, but I don't expect them to. And so that, and not just weekends, I'll do that at nine o'clock at night where I'm thinking, oh, we need to remember to get uh, the radiology report for this. That doesn't need to be dealt with at nine o'clock at night. That I'll send by email because we've already decided, hey, look, we're not going to encroach on each other's, you know, nights. Uh, at least our medical assistant in front desk, my PA, if if she gets a call from the ER, that's a little different. But for routine stuff, we don't communicate at night because it's important. I need my space. <laughs> to be fair, this is probably more important for me. But I, I, I don't expect that I should be able to give any kind of work demands on them as well.
1: Dr. Gary, what's the second step that leaders can take to help their team members to avoid
0: burnout? It's important that Everybody on your team recognizes why they're there. And this gets back to what I said with the physicians themselves. Everybody needs to kind of recognize why do I work here? Not, not here just in this practice, but why do I work in, in my case, orthopedic surgery? Or why do I work in medicine in the first place? And everybody's got a, a different reason. My medical assistant is also an athletic trainer, and she loves the patient care that's what she does at a high school in her sort of free time, but and then in the office she can kind of do it from a different angle, and you, she really does a great job of transitioning that of you know taking what she does so well one on one, to then helping me do that in the office. But everybody's a little bit different, and so helping everybody recognize. All of us play a key role in the well-being of the patient. The front desk person is critically important for communication and customer and patient satisfaction. The x-ray techs, in my case, we do a lot of x-rays, are important in, you know, because that's scary sitting under that big machine laying under a table and you have this heavy gown on you to protect you from the radiation. They play a key role in, in sort of easing the the patient's um, unease, the billing people, because the financial part of medicine is awful for patients. And so we all have a key role in helping patients. And when you can kind of get people to remember that and not just focusing on, all right, I clock in at eight, I get out at five and I got to deal with 32 patients. And this is going to be miserable today. If you can really focus on why they're there, it's going to be good for you. It's going to be good for the team, but most importantly, it's going to be good for the patient. Absolutely.
1: And what is the third
0: step? It really gets down to communication. And I I touched on this about purpose, but it's even more than purpose. It's about having your staff, your team understand what's going on in your life to a certain extent. You don't have to be completely open, but opening up a little bit and then allowing their lives, you to be involved in their lives. So, Talking to your medical assistant and front desk person and and whoever it is on your team, it may be scrub techs and OR uh, circulators, and just talking to them casually once or twice a day. Ask not just how their day is, but and don't not in a prying and nosy kind of way, but you know, knowing that they have husbands or that they like to go out on boats on the weekend or that they like to paint or do photography, and then talking about yourself as well. Those personal connections are so key. They make people want to work with you if you have personal connections. But as we've found with COVID-19, we're all struggling right now. Once you have those personal connections, then you'll recognize something's wrong and be able to offer your support. They'll recognize when you're struggling. Physicians are ridiculously self-reliant. We don't open up and tell people we're struggling, but if people know us and get to know, you know, we have families or we have kids that are, you know, maybe at home and not in schools, they may say, hey, you seem a little uh, off. Is there anything I can help you with? Those connections are critically important, but with what's going on in medicine and EMRs and people, I I gave a a burnout talk at at an ENT group. I won't say where, but they had I'm, I'm forgetting now because it's been a while, but I want to say 12 different clinics, 12 offices, and some of the physicians went to three or four of them on any given week. When you're spread out all over town like that, you rarely see each other. It's getting harder and harder for groups to stay connected, not just the physicians, but the physicians and the hospital staff, physicians and your clinic staff. We need to rebuild that connection if we're going to help each other get through these uh, burnout issues, help recognize the issues and help take steps to overcome them.
1: That's a great point, Dr. Geyer. And I think that connects and shows some value of medical associations and medical societies. I'm sure there's one where you live, uh, Maricopa County Medical Society that sponsors the Arizona Physician Podcast is a great way for physicians to connect at a local level. Same thing statewide, right? For you to learn from other physicians and for people listening to this podcast right now to know that there's someone out there like yourself who has uh, written about and understands extensively some of the issues being faced by physicians. So what kind of uh, is a parting question then I wanna ask for um, where people can turn to get more information about what you've been writing. But we are still in the midst of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic response. What additional pressures have you seen, whether you're talking about yourself or other colleagues with Uh, the lack of elective surgeries that is resuming or has resumed for many people, the the decrease in patients uh, that they've been seeing, maybe some of the financial burdens. How has that had an impact on people's psyche and uh, how are people coping with it, the people you know?
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy and, and not in a good way. I was hearing, this was probably late February before the national emergency was declared uh, March 13th, but weeks ahead of that, some of my orthopedic surgery friends were saying, hey, we're really worried about this, and we can't survive a huge turn down in patients for very long in especially the private practices we may really uh, struggle financially or even have to close the practice and and people knew that i speak about burnout and so i I started to hear people not talking about burnout but talking about stress and that's why hearing these stories over and over again i've actually been working on uh, putting together a talk on resilience which is a lot like overcoming burnout But it doesn't have to be burnout. It can be COVID-19. It could be the death of a loved one. It could be financial stress. To your point, the financial side is what I think has really rocked the healthcare industry. And and we can talk about hospitals and all that, but specifically, physicians and practices are really struggling. Over half of practices are furloughing or have furloughed staff. A quarter, more than a quarter, have permanently laid off uh, some staff, and almost a quarter worry that there, or at least they worry. There's a chance that their practice may ultimately close. I mean, that's frightening when you think of the millions of physicians in this country, and that stress isn't just. Oh, I worry about the practice, and then you go home and everything's fine. We take our stresses home. All this financial stress, it, it, it leads to tensions and conflicts with our kids. With our husbands or wives, uh, because we don't do a very good job of separating professional and personal lives. And so, COVID 19 uh, is not just gonna be one of the biggest health crises, probably the biggest health crisis we'll face in our generation, but it's gonna be the biggest force, probably negative, but hopefully positive at some point, negative impact on healthcare and our practices in general. And I think we've got to do what we can to build up our resilience, build our strength through a lot of these same steps that you and I have just talked about, or uh, it may be a long time before we recover.
1: Dr. Guy, I find a question for you. Where can listeners go to learn more about your work I write a lot.
0: Well, to be fair, I write and I do a lot of videos and and things on all sorts of health and wellness topics, you know, not just sports injuries, but all kinds of health and wellness information. So I've got DrDavidGeyer.com and YouTube and things like that, Twitter, Facebook, all Dr. David Geyer uh, is the handle. But specifically with burnout and with resilience and emotional intelligence and leadership, I've really focused that. You can find a little of that on my website, but I I write for medium.com, one of the largest websites in the world. If you go to medium.com and you click the search tool and just enter Dr. David Geyer, you'll see I've probably written 30 or 40 articles. What I like to do, because... I do sports and sports medicine. I, I avidly read sports biographies, uh, athletes, coaches, and I learn what they've overcome in their lives. And honestly, they have great stories that apply to us. And so they're yeah. really interesting if you, because you'll know all these athletes, all these coaches. I, I don't go back a hundred years. They're people like you know Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan and Carly Lloyd and Michael Phelps and you know people that we can learn a lot from We're not trying to get gold medals. We're not trying to win golf or basketball trophies, but we are trying to have thriving practices and really, really happy and fulfilling personal lives. And so those articles I think are great uh, if you wanna check that out again, medium.com and just search my name. And then just reach out to me anytime on my website. There's a contact page. I'd love to hear uh, people's stories. uh, And if there's any way I can help, I'd love to do that.
1: Dr. David Geyer, orthopedic surgeon, sports medicine specialist and author of That's Gotta Hurt. He's been providing education and commentary on sports and exercise injuries, injury treatments and prevention for athletes and active people so you can stay healthy and perform your best. And today, this discussion is focused on the article you've written for the Arizona Physician Magazine regarding physician burnout. Dr. David Geyer, thank you very much for your time.
0: Oh, thanks a lot. I really enjoyed it. And I hope everybody uh, got a lot out of this. And uh, let's do what we can to help ourselves and help each other get through burnout. Absolutely. Very best to you and your family. Take care. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Arizona Physician Podcast.